0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It's episode 10, and uh, you're, this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with Florida Hospital Church family and the topics that we are discussing on a weekly basis. We always take a look at the previous week's message and our guest today, and we'll give a peek at what's coming up next week. Our first guest this week is someone you all know and love. It's our senior pastor, Andy McDonald, who You know, contrary to popular belief, he is not on vacation, but I keep hearing that. I (laughs) am working. (laughs) (laughs) And even more exciting, we have Daryl Toll, president and CEO of Florida Hospital. So welcome back, Andy, and thank you, Daryl, for taking the time to be here.
1: Great to be here.
0: So before we begin, as usual, I want to remind you, go back and check out last week's podcast, Living With Focus. Uh, that message was by Donna Bursky, and Tammy Sinkamani was also in the studio with us, and we decided basically that the journey without focus will be a long and twisted road. So try to avoid doing it without focus. You can find all of our episodes on Spreaker by going to hospitalchurch.org podcast. Of course, there are mobile apps for Apple and Android. We're on iTunes, so make sure that you subscribe there. That way you'll never miss an episode, and you'll find us in your feed early, early on Wednesday. And then do please share that with all of your social media outlets and tag us with the hashtag FHC Podcast. This week, we are on week four of our series, Unfinished, and Daryl was the a uh, person bringing the message, and we were—it was week three of our sports or sporting analogy-led messages <laughs> called "The End of the Beginning," which I completely loved. And so, uh, tell us what brought you or how you came to this message this week.
1: You know, it really was a, a sense of my personal journey, my my uh, childhood on up, views of spirituality, views of. Um, the, the religious life uh, and this this concept of circling yeah. and and uh, the idea that you feel like you're getting somewhere and then all of a, all, all of a <laughs> sudden you're back at the beginning and um, that really started me thinking and and uh, I I saw a, a documentary on this crazy marathon and it was all about circling and I thought man the two just came together and it was uh, It was um, a God thing, I think. So are you a runner? I am. Excellent. I am a runner now. Because you didn't it, really
0: share that part because the rest of us were losers, as I recall, because we didn't no, no, no. do five
1: marathons. Five marathons in <laughs> 60 hours. Which is crazy. That's crazy. And I'm not that kind of runner, uh, <laughs> well, just to be clear. I do like to run uh, so I can eat. That, that's my That's my driver. To the that's end my game. motivation. Well, that's yes.
0: a good end game. I don't, uh, I I don't mind so. that. What's your, what do you race?
1: Uh, I have done 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I like those three best because they, they don't require a lot of preparation. I run every day uh, just for exercise, but I have done one marathon. Be honest. How uh, was it? It was hard. I've done it a half. Was, I did my first half yeah. last
0: year and I've contemplated the other, but thinking maybe not.
1: But you know, you know what's great is um, if you've done one marathon, you're a marathoner. Yeah. Just as much as if you've done 10. So I... Hey. That's the moniker that sticks, right? then. It sticks. That's I, awesome. I, I, I've
2: watched marathons. <laughs> so <laughs> close. I think that's very... Yeah, we're going to be I,
1: I honorary. I think it's honorary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there honorary. must be a medal somewhere for no, that. No, I think there is. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, the first part that struck me about your sermon, I mean, it was a, a, a feel-good chuckle moment, but when you started talking about the Berkeley marathons and Gary, the starter <laughs> who lights a cigarette before every... To start these, right? these crazy marathons, and I thought... If Gary lights a cigarette at the beginning of each marathon, he would have died of cancer long ago. If he was the starter of any of my spiritual marathons,
1: oh boy, I that's stink, true. I
0: stink at this. So, you know what? the The circle. I mean, the analogy, yeah. and then when you, yeah. you know, you and so much of what you were talking about that journey was so vibrant to me. It, 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 it equated to my story. Yeah, and I think a lot of people find that they they found themselves in that same place where there's. The fear of the 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 narrow versus the you know the highway to hell is wide and, right. the, and the road right. is narrow. Talk about, I guess the part that I left with in in part was the way you described the narrows was inviting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. that's I think that's really the part that we often miss out on is that sometimes the w- seemingly worst part about everything can be the most can be the the best
1: part. Right. You know, uh, I'm with you if if. The marathon is the apt analogy. I would have circled back and run so many. Um, thinking of it in terms of of my effort, mm-hmm. thinking right. of it in terms of what what I can self generate, or if I'm trying to save myself, it's this never ending disappointment. And and then there's this waking up, this kind of realization that it's it, I can't finish me. Um, right. it, it's it's not possible. And that's where. Uh, you know, when you think about how you interpret things, like like Bible verses, a lot of times it's an issue of trust. Trust in who God is. You read right. it, you have a negative interpretation versus a positive interpretation. I think sometimes that's a question about who God is. And for me, the the reading of the narrow road and and the words in there are pretty frank about it being difficult. Which I believe it is difficult to stay focused on God. Sure, but. But when you look at what the that the narrow can actually be a very appealing and wonderful thing, right. this focus on God um, compared to the the analogy of Zion National Park and and the Narrows and walking in cool water in the shade outside of the sun versus the wide desert where you can wander and die. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a refreshing and wonderful place to be rather than an onerous and terrifying place to be. And for me, that was, I I I had to come to that through living.
0: But sometimes we need somebody to help us along that journey, right? Yes. I mean, because the negative, when you, you just said the negative interpretation, maybe of a verse, which then could lead us to a negative interpretation of God, which is easy when the narrows don't seem friendly and cool water and inviting. Right. So, you kind of mentioned that in in the course of this marathon that you have to hand in pages from a book <laughs> the page number that co that go along with your race bib number right so to me that the first thing i thought of was well that's that's kind of an accountability partner on this crazy circling journey yeah and i thought you know as a church we're trying to be this church without walls and we're trying to be there for people and be in our community what do we do? what does that look like for us to be that accountability partner for people that when they feel like the negativity from God is there, how do we help them right. as accountability to say, you know, well, maybe you're not – because as soon as you said the way you described the narrows, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's that's pretty nice. <laughs> but sometimes we need somebody to say, you know, it's maybe not exactly what you think or maybe I can help
1: you with what you're going through. That's so. That's such a big deal. I think God needs us – um, in many ways. And he, he he can even give us the words. I've felt that happen before. Sure. Right? I didn't have the words. All of a sudden you realize y- you have a new insight. And I think he needs our help uh, interpreting him to people who may have gotten a really bad picture of him. There are people out there who want to feel better than you and squash you and make you feel bad in your, in your spiritual journey. There are people out there like that, and I think God calls us to be the opposite as right. a church collectively and as individual friends who, who, who love people and can interpret God um, for them through the way we live and the way we interact with them as friends, as, as the loving, uh, generous God that he is and that we experience in our lives. We, we have an authentic message, each of us, because we've experienced that, right. and we're not just talking theory. And sometimes it's the theory um, that scares
2: people. Yeah, we can, we can be like Job's friends and encourage There you, you go. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Poor I'm re- Job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm restudying Job right now, and it's really interesting. What caused me to restudy it is at the very end of Job, God says to Job, hey, your friends are crazy. They, yeah. they got it all wrong. And yet we still quote some of their comments to Job as if that's who God is. Right. And so to, again, the whole idea of what, how can we give a proper picture of who, of who God is? Everything that God is in the Old Testament has to match Jesus. Yeah. And that's sometimes it's really hard to, to draw those lines and to help people see that connection. It is.
1: We yeah we catch ourselves saying the same kinds of things Job's friends say and and there's this idea of an on again off again relationship with God, mm. the circling, right. And someone once helped me. They they helped me reinterpret that, which was a powerful moment in my life. They said, my wife's name is Stacy. They said, you married Stacy. <laughs> now, are you the perfect husband every day? Of course not. No. But you're still married to Stacy. It, right. it, it, it's not like the day you had a bad day. It's all over. <laughs> it's over. And the day you had a great day, it's back on. It's not on and off again. It's on and it's just... Daily relationship, and sometimes hard work. Yeah. That helped it's me. A, that helped me.
2: It's a covenant relationship. It's a covenant yeah. relationship. You're, you're, you're in, and sometimes, like I say, people begin to think, will I be saved? I, you know, right. I hope I make it to heaven. And just to have that that questioning thing versus having the confidence in Christ – that says, okay, that's a done deal. Mm. Now, how do we live our lives to be beneficial to humanity and make the world Bring a better place to be here? Yeah. Right,
1: right.
0: But if it was easy, we wouldn't have the story of the Israelites, right? <laughs> I mean— uh did you mention that yeah, he was that did. Me? Yeah. okay cuz 11 11, this, mile this, this walk. Right. This, this
1: 11 day walk that turned into 40 years oh, right <laughs> because
0: the funny part was at the i was at first service and then i was on as deacon for second so we were in the worship cafe for a portion of it i was checking on the chat and of course john was in there on the chat and that came through and a comment came across about well you know the, the here you have the israelites in the 11 day walk and the 40 year journey and how that, you know, basically multiplied. But, you know, a lot of times I think we look at them and go, well, wow. I mean, they saw the miracles, I mean, performed. Oh, all, th- I mean, yeah. while they were in Egypt, the, the Red Sea, the, you yeah. know, all those different things. And yet, and, and you know, God, the pillar of fire and all the, you know, Moses and the, all this stuff. And yet they consistently made horrible choices right. that... You know, extrapolated this journey into you know something of epic proportions, mm. and yet we kind of laugh and go, "Man, if I mean, if I'd have seen that red sea, boom, that would have been it. I would <laughs> right. have been golden." Right. And yet, a lot of times, I don't think we fare as well as they did.
1: Well, we think that we think the tangible um, mm. would somehow make it easier. They had a they had a tangible representation of God, of the cloud and the fire, and these miracles that, that were right. amazing. And they would immediately, in the face of difficulty, get to grumbling and complaining and scheming against Moses and shouting against God. And And it's ama- It's an amazing thing because all of that was about the, the human factor, I, you know the, the, that somehow uh, it, it, I have to figure this out. And over and over again, that proved to be impossible for right. them or for their leaders. And God kept saying, let me do it. Let mm-hmm. me do it. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to rely on that. They, they wanted to rely on the, 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 the humanity that, that surrounded them and, that, and their leaders. And, and they kept losing faith even when they could see God, which we see with those who spent every day with Jesus. We see it over and over again. So, yeah, for us in this relationship that um, you could argue is less tangible, right? It's more right. spiritual. Um, we, it's not surprising we struggle with this.
0: It's not, but it doesn't make it any easier when you're in the middle of that, and you, you know, maybe you are job and have those friends who are of absolutely no use.
2: Well, I think also, you know, our our whole American culture is so. I mean, years and years and years of history, and uh, just some things we've really attached ourselves to is the whole concept of you get what you earn. Yes. You know, if you work hard and you save, you'll be able to prosper. And so that's just ingrained in who we are, and then of course that's part of the sin problem as well you know, right. relying on self. And so it's just natural in our spiritual world we begin to believe, "Oh, I've got to do this. I have to somehow make this happen," as opposed to focusing on God and it's our where our focus is, and that God does His work in us. That's just a that's a really I think that's what's hard.
1: It's hard, yeah. If it's if it's our own merits, it's going to be um, just collapse after collapse, and. And shame will build up then, and then shame in life is a very destructive force. And that's really something that just tears people's souls apart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's why um, God says it's not your merit, it's my merit right. that saves you. And to me, that's a, uh, that's a big deal, and it's counter to the, the meritocracy arguments yes. that we as Americans, like you mm-hmm. say, are very used to but very hopeful
2: at the same time. Yeah, right. I I've I've uh, I've had a long career of trying to make sure that we keep in touch with our human depravity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know when when you really begin to think that you're somebody. That's what Paul says, you know, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Mm-hmm. When as soon as we begin to put any confidence in ourselves and our accomplishments and our obedience and our following, you know, all the all the right things, our, we're in, we're on a really dangerous path because there's there's it's just a dead end. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you there's no hope in me, our hope is all in Christ. It's, it's not just dangerous; it it's absolutely
1: fatal. Yeah, people think, well, maybe. Right. No, it's fatal because, um, I mean, as, as I look at it, the recognition that the devil could fool a third of the angels in heaven mm-hmm. to me is just. A demonstration. Given my own <laughs> depravity, <laughs> there, there, there's no hope outside of um, God the, leading my life and standing it, in my stead.
2: You called it fatal. There's a great quotation in Steps of Christ where it says that um, some people think that all you have to do is develop the good that lies within you, mm. and that's a fatal flaw. Yeah, uh, it's just it's it's not possible to move yourself beyond that uh, by doing it yourself. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's futile and fatal. Yeah.
0: Well, and it you know, one of my the favorite one of my favorite sermons that I've ever heard was basically Was this one, right? I don't remember this...
2: preaching that. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> he got in trouble <laughs> twice for that. Oh, one. Man, that was a smackdown. And you could not see that's the, the that's epic like, report. That's like this, this week when a person came up at the church and said, "I thought the sermon there was really good, better than your usual." Oh. Uh. <laughs> Oh man, Ow. that's gonna leave a mark. Um, but essentially, that in in
0: very um, just upfront words, basically, show me some place in the Bible where there's anything that you can do to enhance, promote, or you know make your salvation more full than it is at the cross. And if mm. it is, if you think that, essentially, what a slap in the face to Jesus sure. who who came and gave yeah. everything that. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do the whole pull myself yeah. up by the bootstraps. Yeah. And I think, and I, you know, we all know people that, you know, still struggle with, you know, am I saved? And, and man, that's hard when you see someone, cause you want to say, I'm, I'm one of the worst sinners out there. i you know, I'm guilty as charged that that's without question. And yet I never worry about how things are going to turn out or how things are going to go. We just keep moving on. Cause that's what we have to do. And trust that, you know, we ask for forgiveness and we continue to go to Christ with what we need, but you see a fear in them and and you talked about that. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing I kind of wanted as we kind of wrap up here was that you said fear causes us to build walls or fortresses yeah. and, right. you know, and, and. You know, there's so much. There's so much going on here at at Florida Hospital Church that's in the right direction, Mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, you hate to see people that get kind of get caught in this trap of I think I can do something better. Like you said, Andy, we can make just trying to make something good in ourselves is there anything, just maybe one point that we could just give somebody tangible that's kind of rolling through that point right now? They're in the circle, they're, you know, looking for the, they're trying to get to the finish line once, you know, before they yeah.
1: jump back in. What,
0: what, what can we leave them with that would be something to uplift?
1: Well, for me, I think, um, first of all, it's normal to feel like there's that circling and sometimes to doubt the power of the cross. I think we all go through those moments. And so people shouldn't, Life. be in despair that they had a feeling like that. But to to recognize quickly that rather than building walls and building a, a works-based infrastructure, to turn back to God and, and recognize the power of the gospel um, is, is just transformational every time that happens.
2: Excellent. Yeah, yeah the whole tearing down of the walls, uh, recognizing that that you can't protect yourself from evil and you can't, Make yourself good. Either one of those are really outside of your realm. And to be able to just to, to have that surrender and say, hey, you know, this is not about me. This is about what God has done. As an Adam all sin. As in Christ, all are made righteous. Surrender is a great word. Yeah. Rest in it, right?
0: <laughs> excellent. Well, before we let you go, if you missed the message this past week, I would encourage you to go back to our website, hospitalchurch.org. And if you click on sermons and archives, that will become the first sermon that will pop up, and you can go ahead and watch that. It was an excellent sermon, and it'll, uh, it'll kind of give you a context to what we talked about today. Um, And then next week is number five. It'll be episode 11 here, the podcast of the Unfinished Series. And Randy Hefner will be our guest with a message of living with purpose. So you won't want to miss that. So until next week in episode 10, we will see you then.